All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast, episode 130. We are going to break down all the different scenarios that the NBA has proposed onto how we're going to have these playoffs. Who is a bigger dick, Michael Jordan or Lance Armstrong? We're going to talk about that, too. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. Excuse me. Didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast, episode 130, the milestone I've been waiting to get to, Drew. Yeah. I don't know why. It just sounds really yeah, good. We didn't celebrate 125 as a milestone. We didn't. 130 sounds like a milestone. Just, I mean, we're, get, we're getting so up there. If we're not professional podcasters by now, I mean, we you consider us professional, correct? Yes. We are. Yeah. It's on, my, it's on my LinkedIn. Yo, we're going to have a quick hitter for y'all today. There's not much going on. I told, I told Drew when he came in, I have a pretty blank page of notes <laughs> because there isn't much to discuss, but... No, there's not. No, nah, but we're. I want to bring up something first before we jump into this whole thing. And I want to bring up George Floyd and what happened yesterday. Um, we posted a video of Steven Jackson, Stack, Stack 5. Um, I didn't know that he was tight with him. So this kind of does affect the basketball world a little bit. And I'm, you know what, Drew? We kind of shy away from politics and all that. But I think something needs to be said about this. Okay. I'm fucking fed up. I'm so fed up with this. And this is coming from two weeks ago in our beautiful beach town. We live in one of the greatest cities in the United States. We could spit on the beach. We live so close to it. And two weeks ago, we had a, quote, protest at our beach for people that were so upset about a fence around the parking lot. So people don't go to the beach. You know, they threw they threw the they tried to tear down the fence. They're yelling at the cops. They're doing all this shit. And then this happens in, in Minneapolis, in Minnesota, where a man dies. He's begging for his life. I can't breathe. He's screaming for his mom. And this this cop kills him neck you know knee on the neck 
people saw it and watched it and it happened to be one of Steven Jackson's friends. And I just think we, we have a platform. I'm going to say something. It pisses me off and we need to change people. It's time to change. And it just seems like every three or four months, this just continues to happen. And I know somebody said on my Facebook, I posted it on Facebook yesterday. Somebody had said, uh, wrote a big, long paragraph on, you know, there is good cops out there. I know there are, sure. there's plenty of great police officers, yeah. but where are they when this shit happens is my question. How do you let this happen? Right. And why aren't they ever, why aren't the good cops there every time this fucking happens? Right. So just to get that out of the way, our prayers are out to, to, to stack Steven Jackson, to the Floyd family and to everybody else that's being affected by this. These are the things that you should protest social injustice. And that's what it is. And this is the exact reason why Colin Kaepernick took a knee. And how many years ago was that? This is what, four? At l maybe longer than that. Four Dude, years ago. It seems like a long time ago. Maybe it could be longer than four years and ago. And people didn't get it then. Right. And it, it hasn't stopped. Like, it seems like nothing has stopped. It, you know, I I, uh, I think, you know, we do a good job of, of not trying to overstep when we when we avoid politics because that's not what we that's not what we know. we could talk all day if we wanted well, to sure we could we have opinions and stuff mm -hmm. but that's not what this is about and that's not our passion and, and that's not what we bring up but when something like this happens and seems to have like you said it's it's every three to four months there's another instance of this thing happening again to it's the same thing it's it's a it's a white cop it's a racist white it's cop. a white cop killing a black guy and it and it's it's ridiculous so yeah, I don't really have much to add. I agree with everything you said. Did it's you just, see the it's a really sad thing? I, I I don't know how to help. I wish I knew how to help. We we bring awareness, bro. Right. And we 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 being white privileged men living in America need to speak up and say something. Because if we don't if we don't change, nobody else is going to change. And yes, he is a racist cop. There is a picture of him with a make whites great again hat red really? cap. Have you seen this? No. Oh yeah, that's the hat he was wearing. What a shocker! Shocker, God dude. Damn. And. Yeah, they got arrested. The four cops got arrested a day after this happened. No, they happened. got fired. They haven't been fired. arrested. Fired. Excuse me. Fired. Yeah, they haven't been arrested yet. But it took a protest. And, and if there wasn't a video, dude, you know. Swept under the rug. Most likely. Yeah. It would have just been another thing that had happened. So I hope they get pro prosecuted to the full extent. Not just the cop that was doing it. The three cops that were there. They should be held accountable as well. So our prayers go out to you. And we're going to do our best to bring awareness to this situation and hopefully it never happens again but it's going to right. unfortunately yeah. so moving forward we do we're, we're we're getting like little baby steps towards an nba season it's funny there's it's, so much speculation right now <laughs> but it's sounding way more, we're way more positive than we were three weeks ago two weeks ago yep and it just seems like we're in, uh there's going to be a meeting friday but they don't think Adam Silver doesn't think there's going to, going to be like a definitive answer to when this is going to start on right, Friday. Right. But a lot of great uh, rumors have been spreading. Drew, yeah, fill us in. There's been so many theories that I've heard from ranging from only bringing you know the the immediate playoff 16 teams that have qualified for the playoffs to Orlando, which I like, to only doing 20 to 24 to the all 30 teams being there. So. I think the funny thing is that everyone's having their guesses and, and some people have inside information, but nobody really knows anything because all of these things are just being brought up in conversations. And then we expect on Friday for there to be some sort of vote and some sort of an agreement moving forward on as to how they're going to get this done. 
So some of the different things that have been brought up is you can bring all 30 teams in and you have some sort of regular season games. Hate it. And then and then it goes into a playoffs. Now, obviously, what's been said recently, especially by Dame Lillard, who voiced this, is that if, if the NBA expects those bottom-tier teams to go in and play these games for absolutely no reason other than just to play the games and to try and fill out the regular season, and, and the reason, again, would be what's good for the league is good for all of us, it's just not a lot for them to want to risk everything and go down there and play. Yeah, but wouldn't you, like, you? they deserve their check just as much as the Clippers and the Lakers and the Bucks deserve their check. So, you know, they want to get paid, right? Of course. And so, so that would be the other reason. Right. Yeah, the, the reason that, the major reason why all 30 teams should want to go and play is because they should be able to get paid on that. Now, the, if there is no regular season and they jump straight to the playoffs, all that money is lost. Those players only get paid on their regular season, and then there's a bonus structure that happens for the playoffs. So all that money, all those game checks are gone if they just jump straight to the, the playoffs. Then it goes off of TV revenue, and that's how they get paid. It's a bonus structure. It's not tied into the contracts. Now, each player can have a bonus about getting into the playoffs within their, within their contract that's extra. So that's the number one reason why someone like Dame Lillard should want to go to Orlando and play five to seven games to try and recoup as much money that, as, as he can. The other thought that's being floated around is you just cut it down. You, you drop out either you know the bottom six or the bottom ten teams, and you bring a 24 or 20 teams to Orlando, and you have some sort of play-in tournament to qualify those bottom teams to try and incentivize them to make it into the playoffs, see if they can win some sort of tournament. You have you know, maybe the 7 go against the, the 10 seed and the 8 go against the 9 seed, something along those lines. And then from there, at least those nine and ten teams, those nine nine and ten seeds, have something to play for, and they could actually make it into the playoffs. Uh, and then you go from there. But again, that obviously leaves out the regular season. What has been recently floated around is more like a group stage thing, uh, something akin to the World Cup. And what this does is it allows you to bring in twenty teams or twenty four teams, however you want to divide it up, and you can divide these these teams into groups of four or groups of five. Uh, and have some sort of round robin where you know uh, the, you have five teams and they all play each other at least twice. And, and out of those groups, you can have two teams advance and then you have your brackets for the actual playoff bracket like we know for seven game matchups. So those are really like right now, those are all the major theories. Of course, one last theory is that they just cut straight to the 16 teams and they like. just go one through eight, like just like normal, and they just start the playoffs. That's what I like. I mean, I, I've been... First of all, again, I'll reiterate, you thought that the season was going to start. I thought it was not. Um, I like the simple fact of, okay, give them two weeks to scrimmage and practice. Maybe different teams can scrimmage against each other. Sure. Like a, just a, just a, a friendly, is that what they call it? Yeah, you, exhibition. Exhibition, but, you know, the Clippers can play the Lakers, or, you know, whatever it is, just to get some legs under, the, under them and whatnot. But I'd rather them just go right in to, you know, where the season ended is where you're at. Sorry, right. Pelicans. Sorry, Sacramento. Sorry, you know, whoever, whoever else. I mean, there was a couple teams. Yeah, there's the some teams on the, the bubble right. that, that could. So the, the the real difference between these structures is that if you just do cut and dry and you go with the rankings uh, based on the conferences and how they finish the regular season, you include teams like Orlando and the Nets, and then you would include I think the Wizards are in ninth and, and whoever else is below them, maybe Charlotte. I can't remember. 
but it opens the door up for those teams. Now, if you do what a lot of people are considering as like the one through 16 and you just jumble them all up, you forget about the conferences and you just go straight best record versus worst record. So that would mean Milwaukee is the number one overall seed. The Lakers are the uh, number two seed. uh, Toronto's three Clippers, four, so on and so forth. And you play it out in that structure. I don't like that. That could be, that could be a very interesting thing right now. And I, I don't like it either. So I think, I think because there's there's a reason that this whole like just jumbling up and forgetting about the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference and just going straight off of the 1 through 16, I think it's a, a decent idea that should be explored. But right now, I don't think that's fair because the regular season were, were played thinking, all the teams were thinking that it doesn't really matter where their record is um, outside of their conference. What matters is that they're finishing in the 1 through 8 seed for their actual conference. Yeah, I want to play Dallas. Right. I don't want to play the 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 Raptors. Exactly. <laughs> Orlando doesn't give a fuck about whatever the West is doing mm-hmm. because all they care about is making sure they're in that one through eight seed mm-hmm. in the East. Agreed. And they don't take into account whatever the records are on the other side because those aren't the rules. So do you so think... I don't like it because Orlando shouldn't be punished for doing what they thought was going to get them into the playoffs into the beginning. I understand rewarding uh, the Western teams that have better records. I totally understand that. But you need to have a whole season, uh, a whole regular season, before you pull something like this so that teams know what they need to do and that and that teams can play knowing that they have to get into the top 16, not just finish seven or eight in their in their conference. I think that we're coming off of an all-star game, which was super progressive, right? That people really enjoyed, right? The new, the whole new dynamic of the all-star game, which I think they're going to continue to play like that, right? Mm-hmm. And at least we got the all-star game in before COVID came. Sure. I just don't want to get so far out of the box during this playoff right. thing. I just want basketball to be played. And let's and just let, get it done. Let's get it done and let's just stop overthinking it and let's just go with what we got, right. okay? And what they were talking about is the, the, the top 16 teams and then letting four Western Conference teams in, Pelicans. Because they uh, have the best records. Spurs, right. Kings, and Blazers, right? right. Which right. would make Dame Lillard happy. Right. You know? And, and Dame, would be able, they would be able to, to try and get into the playoffs. Do you think Dame said that on the phone call? Because he was on the superstar phone call that Chris Paul made. I do think that. Right. I think he definitely made it clear. I mean, he came out and said it after the fact in an interview with a couple different reporters. That he doesn't want to go there just to play for nothing, for, right? Like, and I and I completely understand that, but it's not playing for nothing. It's playing for the eight million dollars that you have left on your contract for this for this year. So I really think the the easiest way to do this is for those thirty teams, all thirty teams to go. The the bottom teams, you suck it up, play five games, get as much of the revenue as you can as a player and as an organization for your players, um, and then go home. But like don't the you teams th- that but, don't that don't finish in the playoffs? Go home, the bubble shrinks, and then we have our normal playoffs, one through eight, Western Conference, Eastern Conference. That bubble, too, which we don't know how that's going to work either. You know, the less people, the better it is for the NBA and whatnot. I just think no matter what, people are going to be up. You're either going to really love it or you're not. Like, there are going to be people that are upset. There'll be players that are upset. But, you know, at this point, we have to do something. Like, yeah. there's a cutoff date here. Right. Like, if the season doesn't start by like July 20th or like July 15th, we're not going to have a season. Right. So you're going to dur- run out of time. Yeah. So during these phone calls, during this Friday meeting, like, we really need to figure out. Okay, do we have a place to live? 
can we quarantine everybody? They had, you had already mentioned to me earlier today that there, you know, families will be able to come once the bubble is shrunk a little bit. Not if, if all 30 teams are going to be playing, you can't have all 30 teams with their family members. It just can't happen. 16 teams, 20 teams. Once it gets down to eight, then your families can come. You know what I'm saying? I'm the only way, the only reason I'm super excited about this is it's kind of like March Madness, right? So it's like when this does start, we're going to have games every single day. That's true. And it'll be like just constantly, constantly games. Now they are going to be weird. It's going to be weird with no fans. Uh, we've talked about this before. Are they going to be on tape delay or who's going to get mic'd up? I don't like the idea about like fake sounds in the crowd. Like I don't like that at all. Well, so I have some ideas on this. <laughs> Tell me your ideas. This is, this is really interesting like we've been able to see like the german soccer league has come back and played and so that's the Drew only, always with the soccer it's the only it's the only um sport that i've seen outside of south korean baseball uh that Team actually, samsung that has that has like live games with no fans so it made me think about it i turned on the uh, one of the games and they actually were pumping in fake crowd noise for one of these soccer games and i was like you know that's really interesting and honestly when i was watching it it kind of just hearing that noise, even though it wasn't always correlating to exactly what was having what happening on the on the field, it was kind of like I, I almost forgot that there wasn't fans there, right? So it made me think about a couple different ways that the NBA should think about going about this, and then also uh, maybe ways for the NBA to like expand their revenue, right? So everyone's going to have their own opinions on what they want to like, what ways they want to watch this, right? You just said you don't want any crowd noise, so I think. They, they should no, I don't up, want fake crowd noise. Right, right that's my point, okay. because there's not going to be people in the crowd. Right. So you don't want the fake crowd noise. So this this made me think that like when ESPN and ABC are, are figuring out ways to capture as many people as they can, they should be able to broadcast this maybe on three different channels at the same time. Because we know if this is the only thing going, ESPN is going to want to put it on there. So similarly to the way that they ran The Last Dance on ABC, and they had a disclaimer on there saying, you know, this is going to be foul language. And then on ESPN, they ran the clean version. I think they can do that with gameplay. So one of my ideas is that on the main channel, just on ABC, you have your normal broadcast, right? Your your announcers are there. And then you have your normal production value and you have the, the automated, plugged-in crowd noises. So it's it's nearly as close to a normal playoff game as you can, as you can get, get given the circumstances. So you have that as an option for people that want that. Uh, on ESPN, you can run the broadcast with no pumped-in crowd noise. So someone like you, you might like that best, and you can watch, and you can still have your announcers, but you just listen to everything else that's happening in the crowd. You can hear some of the players talking and stuff, but there's still production value. Now, the third option I think is really interesting, and this is where I think it could, it could get good for revenue streams, is you can have a completely R-rated version with a disclaimer, and you, and you, you shop it out to either Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or one of those places for X amount of millions of dollars and all you get is the raw feed from the players. So you get the, the there's microphones on the court. Uh, maybe you can microphone some players. I don't know. That, no, that that's up to the, the that's up to the players. Yeah. Um, but you can just if you wanted to watch that version of it and you can have a broadcast there or not. You can just listen to the game if you want to without any broadcasting. I think those three things is going to be able to, to cast a wide enough audience to make sure they're not losing people because you're going to hate 
listening to fake crowd noises. I'm going to watch it, whatever they give us. Of course us. you are. Yeah. Of course you are. But you, you hear what I'm saying, Yeah, right? I do. I think it's going to be interesting, though, like, because there's a lot of time the announcers talk shit, too, and say things. And Absolutely. I, and I think this is, you know, the, the players are going to be able to hear when Van Gundy says something crazy or Chris Webber says something dumb, you know, which happens all the time. Yeah. Um, I kind of just, you know, I... I'm going to be going crazy for every Clipper game like I used like I would normally, you know. Of course. And I told you today like I was thinking about doing some kind of like virtual fan stuff so us fans can actually watch the game together and root for our team. We got to think outside if if the NBA is going to think out, outside of the box, us as fans need to think outside of the box too. And I still want to watch Clipper games with my friends and my, you know, with my fan my friends that are fans sure. since I can't have 30 people at my house to watch the game. None of us can. I'm sure there will be people doing that. Yeah, definitely. I won't be. I had five people over this weekend and I was nervous as hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I think those are all great ideas. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the NBA and, and Adam Silver are looking at every option to make the most amount of money. Exactly. And comparing it to the last dance is actually a good good idea. I like that. I like all of that. Yeah, I just think that way you can you can really get creative with it because I definitely, you know, given those three options, I think I would lean more towards either just the normal broadcast with no sound and just listening to the players or just the raw feed of the court. I think that would be tremendous. I know like super nerdy basketball guys like you and I and real hoop heads are going to want to watch that option. And that's something that has never been granted access to. And, you know, the biggest worry about all of this for the NBA and for ESPN and ABC is how are they going to handle all of the shit talking that's going to be happening and all the cursing that's going to be happening and also all of the coaching that's going to be going on that's going to be able to be heard so that other teams can't you know scout and and listen to plays that are called and how they're going to execute and I think this is the greatest option for it I mean obviously tape delay is going to have to happen one way or the other because they're going to have to try and mitigate how many curse words are said during the course of the game. How much of a time delay you think? Five seconds. Yeah, for sure. Five right? seconds. And someone's got to be live. Editors got to be. Someone's got to be live on the buzzer and ready to go, ready to call it, you know, uh, you know, bleep it out when And then what about referees? Because, you, know, you know, we have referee friends. Right. Like, does, do all the referees go to this bubble? Oh, yeah. Oh, so that's an interesting idea. I mean, I think, I think the answer is yes. I mean, especially because they want to get as many games done as possible. It's, it should be an all-hands-on-deck for every ref. And maybe even bring up some fucking G League reps. Yeah, because you can't have Leon let's do, go. Yeah, do two games in a day. Yeah, I think I think that's almost what you need. You need to bring up some other guys. Like that, how many how many games do you think they'll be playing a day? They'll probably be like four games a day. Well, right? that all depends on how many teams are there right. and what the structure is. Right. But obviously what they want is as many games viewable as possible, especially during primetime windows. Right? So they're going to want as many games as possible from like, you know, whatever, 12 noon Eastern to nine Eastern, right? So from nine to six, they're going to want to plug as much of that in there as possible. And of course, we know that time is an issue. So if there is a regular season or whatever tournament that they have in mind, they're going to have to, you know, get those wheels turning without obviously exhausting the players. Though that's the other side too, is you can't have, I mean, granted, they don't have to travel, right? So they don't have to fly from... They can't play every day though. Right, exactly. Right. You, you can't, you're not going to fly from LA to Houston, right. but you still need time to recover after a 48-minute really hard game. Yeah, you need your two days off. So you're going to need at least some sort of rotation mm -hmm. on there. So anyway, I just think, I, you know, I've been saying it the whole time, whatever product they can give me, I'm not going to complain. I just think I think time for experimentation is always the summer league. So if you want to fuck around and figure out like a new bracket, 
figure that out in the summer league and roll it out for a whole season so that everyone knows that that's the way it's going to roll out. If you're going to switch it to a one through 16, uh, mismatch, like doesn't matter. Conferences are pretty then, much yeah, dissolved I, then fine, but let the players have that understanding before the season starts. Agreed. Don't, don't spring it on them now. Agreed. So it's just um, too much. That's just too much change. Yeah. Too fast. Yeah. And again, you got to go with it. I think they can recoup a lot of money though with this. Like I well, really the do. The fan aspect is huge, but I, I mean, what they should be able to recoup is ad revenue. I mean, one thing that I did this weekend, I know I don't know if you tuned in, but on Sunday I watched every second of the the Tiger and Phil and, and Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning golf tournament that they had, and more than six million people tuned in for that. Right, so you got to understand the NBA has to know this. They, I'm sure that they do. That right now, especially with with no no other sports on television, if they can get this going relatively quickly the ad dollars are going to be tremendous because of the viewership it's going to reach i mean and we're also 20 percent of americans are unemployed right so number one you're going to have a viewership of people that are just sitting around doing nothing nothing else and then number two dude there's literally nothing else on people are going to be six watching million this. people tuned in which was awesome though by the way yeah. that whole tiger tom thing was did great. you check it out at all yeah i didn't watch all i didn't watch all of it it was fantastic but they should do something like that every every week or every month i think it steph should, curry should be next yeah but he's really good he's He's really they good. should do just a full NBA one. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, like, it should be like Steph and whoever else is a sure good golfer. Sure, Michael will get in on it right now. Andre Goodall is a good golfer. <laughs> Iggy. So you do There's it. a lot. Chris Paul's a great golfer. Is he? Yeah. I, Chris thought, I thought he was a bowler. He is a great bowler. I didn't know he was also a good he golfer. He can golf. He's oh, a golfer. I don't think he's Steph Curry. So that's what I'm saying. Like, right. I think it would be awesome because I famously, for those that didn't catch it, Tom Brady was terrible. Like, if you didn't <laughs> His if you didn't watch it holes? because you're not a golfer, then I told no, dude, every hole was garbage except for one. He had two really nice shots the one that everyone has seen at this point is the one he chips it in from like 150 yards out for a par by the way that nice. makes you that no but that oh, yeah that shows you that he wasn't right. playing Anywhere very well close to- <laughs> he had to he had to hit in 150 yarder to make uh-huh. par and then uh he did have a nice a really nice putt i think maybe on the back nine but he was terrible like i'm a bet i didn't think i would sit here and say that i'm a better golfer than tom brady maybe it was a bad day drew don't go that far it was raining and it and i'm sure tom was nervous there's cameras all over he's playing with tiger woods and phil and peyton and i he's a competitive guy yeah, so for the I'm, first time you're like the worst person out of what, all four that's of what i kept saying to myself I was like why <laughs> what made tom brady think that he was good enough to be like fuck it yeah i'll play with tiger and phil on national television <laughs> Like I think it was generous, right? Because they they raised over twenty million dollars, which is awesome, and it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that he did it, but it was not the b- most entertaining golf that I've ever seen. The show was good because of who was on it, and Phil and Tiger being mic'd up was great. Uh, but anyway, six million people tune in for that. We know the NBA is going to get, especially you know maybe not every matchup is going to get six million, but having any games on is going to just the ratings are going to go through the roof. I would be so happy to see Orlando and New Jersey playing a I game watch, right now. I would watch seven <laughs> games of that. I, no, all, all day. Seven, all and minutes. we would have something to talk about. Right, of course. Even though we've done really well. I got to tell you guys, <laughs> for being in quarantine yeah. like and having no sports or basketball, I got to tip our hats to ourselves. Tipping the hat. Like, we've done really well. We have. And I haven't watched ESPN 
Like I haven't watched first take or anything in weeks because what are, what could they possibly be arguing about? It's just I'm so over it, right? <laughs> and we and what is Stephen A. upset about now? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, sure, he's got other stuff to be upset about. In and the you world, know what but... I'd be upset about about if I was the NBA though right now? What's that? Think about all the money we're losing in China, right? That we're not. China hasn't get been that. watching games this entire season. That's what I'm saying though. And now, like, we could really use that bread. I the pivot is to India. I mean, that's the immediate pivot. Totally, they're already consuming our games there. They have just as many people as China. And they have some. I don't think their 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 laws are not as crazy and, and strict as China for sure. So we pivot to India hard. We what need if to. They dr- got any hoopers out? We got to start. We got to start drafting some Indian guys. Get them in the G League. Just, just Get them in the G. Indian. No, Dallas. I think Dallas. Uh, Mark Cuban's a genius. We know this. Pretty sure he drafted a big old. Wasn't that the seven, seven sixer? No, that guy was from Iran. I think the guy uh, that was like four hundred pounds. He was too. huge. Yeah, yeah. I, there was that guy, but I'm pretty sure that they drafted an Indian, like an Indian. Uh, a player mm-hmm. uh and i don't even know he might still be on the team but i i know that he picked one up because he knows jersey sales are through the roof he saw what happened with houston and yao that was big. right down the road from him he's like ooh, maybe we'll uh maybe we'll draft one of those guys well if india liked basketball like 10 percent as much as they love cricket like there'd still be a absolutely a big demographic for that <laughs> uh, you have a point there there would be i'm just i'm you know at this point dude Anything would be great right now. Well, so this is what ESPN hits us with after MJ, the the last dance is done. There's all the brouhaha the whole week, people's reactions. We talked about Horace and, and all this other stuff. And then ESPN hits us with Lance Armstrong. Oh, dude. And so I, I haven't I haven't watched the first part mm-hmm. yet. I'm I'm intending to watch it tonight or tomorrow. Uh, but I, I think I'm I have an interesting idea. I think Mike might have asked that the Lance Armstrong documentary follows the last dance. Just so he doesn't look so dickish. So that so that Mike can go, here's what an actual <laughs> asshole looks Man, like. Man, let me tell you, bro. Let since I watched it. I'm not gonna give it away. Okay. I watched episode one. Of course, I first of all, I love Thirty for Thirty. Oh yeah. They're, it's my favorite series forever. And five minutes into the first Lance, it's a two-part series, guys. So the first five minutes, I just, I, I, nobody's here. So I'm telling my TV, I'm like, what a dick. Like, this guy is <laughs> such a cocky son of a bitch. And I just remember being betrayed. Well, yeah, we were all betrayed. Yeah. And I don't, I feel like this guy's not going to be coming out smelling like roses. So I look, I, I got to say this, dude. Yeah. In all, with all the people that ever cheated, I only remember Andy Pettit being the guy that like said, you know what? I did. I did it. I took it. And you know what? He came out fine. People looked at, you know, he was fine. Well, he's yeah. not going to make him the Hall of Fame. No, he should, but he he won't. And there's been other guys that have come out. And, I mean, I think Rafael Palmiero. This is way after, dude. I know this that. This is way after. I'm saying Pettit in the moment was the one that said, you know what? Yes. Okay. Last I did week. It. Yeah, <laughs> I did it last week. Because he was seeing everybody else just lie, lie, I, lie. I remember that. And you can just dig up too much shit. Sure. And I think at some point, now mind you, Winning the Tour de France on steroids or not on steroids, that shit's hard as hell to and do. Apparently, everyone else was on steroids, Yeah, too. it wasn't just Lance. If you're a cyclist and you haven't been slapped with a with a fine or a ban of some sort, like, are you actually a pro cyclist? Right. Are you really a Russian gymnast if you're not Are you just an amateur? Taking- <laughs> you're still at UCLA because if you can step into the big leagues, you got to juice your testes up a little right. bit. Right. And he was just, I, I, I had told you earlier today, I'm just like, this guy was so athletically gifted so early and 
again, going off the whole MJ thing and the whole Kobe thing and the whole just is like, yo, maybe it's the it's the true asshole cocky dicks that just they're the ones that thrive. That's how you do it. But with Lance, he had already won the Tour de France of however many times that he right. won it before he had the like he didn't need to prove to anybody right. that you need to just him beating cancer and and doing the tour de france even if you came in last would have been so inspirational i think the thing that that always gets me is how outspoken he was <laughs> that he didn't do about it. not doing it <laughs> right. you know what i mean like he was really mm-hmm. outspoken about it and then for that to just all be bullshit so did barry bonds barry's like fought a... it his whole career okay i mean but the pictures i mean i think everyone assumes that i mean if you think that barry bonds didn't do steroids I would love to know how you think that his head grew like a pumpkin. Like, Barry was a first baseman. No, he I was think. center fielder. No, in, when he started, if I'm not mistaken. Center fielder. No. He, he was a first baseman after the steroids. He started, he started in, as a center fielder. Yeah, he was young and spry and fast, and he stole like second most bases in his first couple seasons for Pittsburgh, and he was he was a thin guy. And then he switched to first base when he put on like 45 pounds of straight muscle including 15 pounds in his in his temples on either side of his dome he did he did get big that boy was he was anyway it's just it's all about the fact that that lance wasn't wasn't not only was he adamantly outspoken he like tried to tear down people that accused him of doing steroids he would like come at people and so i'm excited to watch it because i sincerely hope that i get to laugh my ass off at him or like Maybe he'll try and make some apology, or maybe, I don't know what. But I want to see the downfall. I'm I, fuck you, Lance Armstrong. Man, you got think about <laughs> live that. strong, homie. I bought I, the, I bought the I stuff. Had I had a shirt. I had a, a little wristband. Fuck you, right? <laughs> I feel you. He got he got over on a lot of people, man. But I try to, you know, I love watching these thirty for thirties to see how great these guys were young. Like I love the like Bo the Bo Jackson one was one of my favorites. The Ricky Williams one was awesome. That one was great. The the uh, Lenny Bias, the Benji Wilson, like all those have been my favorite. But I'm excited. Is it when's episode two? Like, it's, is it, it's every Sunday, oh, so they're doing part two is next Sunday, and then they're gonna roll out the. Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire one. That after, should be good because they both that. denied too. They both denied. I think. I, I think Mark. Mark kind of just glosses over. He's like, I don't. Well, Jose ratted him out. Canseco. I don't want to talk. Mark just goes. I don't want to talk about the past. I'm here to talk about what's happening in 2020. Mark. First of all, Mark McGuire was hitting a lot of home runs early. I'll never forget. My dad took me to the card store because I used to collect a lot of baseball cards, autographs, and we went his rookie year, and my dad went and bought me a Mark McGuire rookie card. And he said, this guy is going to be great. Yeah. Right. And I remember that summer. I still have the newspapers. I was a huge Cecil Fielder fan. I have a Cecil uh, newspaper framed in my house right now that I'm looking at. And I remember when he hit 50 and 51 and it was such a big deal. Oh yeah. And then like we all thought 60 and 61 was just not going to happen. Never going to get it. And then it's just like, okay, shit, two people are doing it. And then Barry hits 80 or whatever he got. got 72, 72 home runs, which is insane. Yeah, Yeah. But Again, you still have to be able to hit a, ba- a round ball with a round bat. Like it's really difficult to do. I think it is the most. Har- I think it's the hardest action in sports is to hit like a curveball. Hitting a curveball. Ask Michael Jordan. Or hitting a hundred mile an hour fastball. Those two things have to be maybe the hardest <laughs> things to do. I mean, 
Yes, dunking over somebody is really, really difficult. Yeah, but my dad can, my seventy-year-old dad can hit a jump shot. Well, and and you can, Michael can palm the basketball, right? right? So like, if Michael couldn't, like, if Stevie, anytime someone like Steve Francis was able to dunk on somebody without palming the ball, I always thought that was amazing. It is because it's you're like the ball's going everywhere. You just kind of hope that it goes in. Um, it's not nearly as difficult as trying to swing a very thin round bat at an equally small round ball. I'd even watch baseball right now, bro. Well, and I'm so, so over baseball. So this is the th- I mean, to kind of kind of round it off a little bit, it back to the the whole resuming the NBA thing. They have I I think they have to beat MLB to this. They they sh- if they if they can if they can do it safely, they should try to beat Major League Baseball because again, it's about the captive audience right now. Like no other American sports are operating right now other than NASCAR and. UFC and golf, I think those are the maybe some tennis is out there. So I know Major League Baseball is working on stuff, but they're they have a, a huge rift between the MLB players union and the owners. Is that what's going on with them? Yeah, they're stalling right now because the the owners are trying to pull in some some curveballs of their own in this quick CBA that they're trying to negotiate. And I so I think they're kind of far away from actually playing because most of their money is by fans coming to the ball and homie their season is is drowning like right. it's it's almost it's june right yeah, october's world series We're one right? week away from june right. and, and like season is supposed to be underway right. by far and october is the end of the year for mm-hmm. them i mean sometimes it creeps into like maybe early early november the world series is in october it's always october mm-hmm. right um anyway so it, it just i think if the nba can be there first and do it safely it's just going to again increase the amount of money that they can get and capitalize on this moment as weird as it is to say capitalize on the moment but that's what they have to be trying to do as a business colin coward said something he had barkley on today or yesterday and he said they were talking about the asterisk because i always brought that up too like no matter what even if the clippers win this year which would be great but there will be an asterisk i think sure for whoever and and colin coward said the only asterisk it's going to show up next to is lebron because there's lebron has so many haters like if he wins it this year it'll be people saying oh well you know it was covid it's that's why he won it he has and, a point no i get it again this goes out to lebron I, haters i think everywhere. that will happen i agree I agree. If if LeBron wins it, I think it'll be more scrutinized that it was a COVID. But season. Kawhi won't get that, right? And and Giannis won't get that. I, I be, don't think it's fair. It's not. But I I I totally. And if I remember back to the days of me hating LeBron, I would have definitely been on that wagon <laughs> that year and a half but ago. <laughs> I always think I you know how many people think about Tim Duncan's first championship? Yeah, as a asterisk. lockout. Nobody mentions that shit because right? everybody I mean, loves Tim. Duncan. Phil Jackson said it right. Phil Jackson, I guess, was quoted as saying, "There's always going to be an asterisk on the." 99 NBA finals. Okay, fine, Phil, you said it, but I don't fucking remember that shit. And I don't think no, when anyone talks about Tim Duncan and his greatness, mm. they don't go, he had four. And then that one that really didn't count. Well, like, maybe if he only had one though, if he only had one, it would be, Oh, well he got that during the lockout. Maybe. Year. I mean, but, but nobody talks about like even Hakeem winning two. You know, back to back, Michael wasn't there. I'm just saying, like, we've had shortened, like, this season, if it's played, even if they end all the regular season and just play the playoffs, they played more games this year than they did Facts. in that 1999 season. They Facts. only played 50 regular season games. And so, for all the people that want to bring up an asterisk, fine, okay, you can have that. Of course, there's going to be an asterisk on the entire year of 2020 in every fucking history book. I have an asterisk next to my name right now. <laughs> we Put all one do. next to yours on your LinkedIn yeah, page. It's, if on you my, can. it's on my driver's license. It'll be <laughs> wiped off as of 2021. <laughs> and so, you know, I just think I think what I what I hope, and I, I'm gonna, I'm not going to steal this, but I've I've heard this from a couple different people. Is I hope it's an asterisk in a good way. You know what I mean? Like 
I hope. Is there such thing? I hope someone remembers this year and being like, I can't believe LeBron won this year because of coronavirus. Like how difficult it must have been to not have a home court, zero home court advantage. Okay, but then what if. To not know who you're playing against. And what and, if Dallas won, right? Sure. So what if Dallas wins? What kind of sh- what kind of heat would that bring, dude? But this is my point. I think it should be. I think we should try to look at this as a. It's more challenging than a normal season. This isn't an asterisk because it's easier. Right. This is a more challenging thing than any other season has had to do. Uh, any season that I can remember in NBA history. Yeah. Pump the brakes when you're like full, like steam ahead on and an everyone's kind of terrified that they're going to get sick right. or and or their family members are going to get sick and perhaps die. Thanks, Rudy. Like so, this is. This I think should be always remembered as the season that was impossible. How did how did somebody win? And yeah, how, if it is the if it's the Mavericks or if it's the uh, fuck, dude, if, if it's the Brooklyn Nets, if Kyrie mm-hmm. comes back and they and they win it, I, I I do think there always will be an asterisk. But I hope it's a, like a positive one. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm just still so bummed because we have the Clippers still have a chance to win this whole thing, and it's just good. I'm not. Who the hell am I going to celebrate with, dude? Nobody. There's no I Clippers par- fans. I'm throwing a fucking parade on Del Mar Street. Okay, there will be seven of us. I was gonna, right? Seven's a lot. I have a truck. We'll get in the back. Of, I'll hire a driver. There you go. And I'll just stand in the back of my truck. Perfect. Does that sound good? You know I would do that. Yeah, Drew. well, if they win, you have to get a tattoo. No, well, no. See, I was just going to bring that up, too. No, no, no. No, that it's is, not the same. It is the same. It's not the same. It will be the 2020, the 2019-2020 no, National Champion Clippers, <laughs> and that will mean a tattoo Did on you your body. Did you just say National Champion? Are you letting Goose get to you right that now? Was, that was You're a, not... That was a wink at Goose. Uh, well, p- for people that don't listen to our Patreon show, which you should, Load Management, we drop a new episode every single week. Goose, our boy from, is it Norway? It's either Norway or Sweden. One of those places. We love you, Goose. Uh, he brought up a topic because you're allowed to be on our show when you're part of our Patreon, when you subscribe to our Patreon. You can be on our show and talk all the shit you want, bring up any topic you want, shoot the shit, whatever you want to do. And he had a, a a thing that he brought up talking about why why are the NBA teams called the world champions when you're not playing anybody else in the world? And that's why this was a couple of weeks ago. Then Drew just said national champions. So I think maybe maybe Goose got to you. Goose, bro. that was for you, bud. <laughs> uh, I I don't think I have to get the tattoo. I think you do. Uh, we'll we'll let the we'll oh, let no, the no, people no, I'm not decide. Let you walk out of this. I uh, here's what I'll say. It, maybe it won't have to be as extensive. It won't, it won't have to be... I want the sleeve. Maybe it'll just do be it. something s- small. Maybe... What if I just did an asterisk on my... Boom. <laughs> do an <laughs> asterisk on your busted-ass finger. Oh, I should. <laughs> Drew and I are talking... Oh, my God. If you guys haven't seen my finger, I'm going to start at its own Instagram page. Um, Drew and I were talking about maybe golfing, right? And I can't... We're, we're going to do this. I don't... Drew, it's going to be so bad. I used to love golf. I love golf. I, I, I know, man, but we, I can't We need to grip. get out there. I can't grip it. Everybody's going to think I'm flipping them off. It is what it is. Paul Pierce had a funny quote this week. Leave it up to Paul Pierce. Oh, God. What did he uh, say now? No, I think it was, I, I guess Ryan Hollins and Brendan Haywood now have a podcast. Cool. Uh, live. It's just such a weird uh, That's big dynamic. Man. Big man talk. It's called the uh, the footer talk. or Seven footer talk? The set, the, yeah, something about the footers or something like that. I like the name. Um, I didn't listen to the show, but I think it was Brendan Haywood who told a story. Um Paul Pierce like got shook, right? 
like he got dropped somebody dropped him and some like some bench warmers some young bucks on the other the other team was like clowning him like laughing and paul pierce said like told him shut the fuck up like you guys are just playing basketball players this is halloween bro you're just dressing up like basketball players right. I, I thought that was funny dude they won't even get in the game yeah you're not even getting in the game you're playing dress up they got and the warm-ups like, i'm like damn that's pretty cold bro whatever man it, it anything it, i mean i love that it followed paul pierce getting crossed up because I love when he gets crossed. I up. know you hate him so much. He's not. Uh, he's Don't just, shut up, bro. Stop. I, no, I, I'll say it. I mean, he's he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think you know. I I don't think he's one of the top fifty players to ever play. But Are you serious? Yeah, I'm top fifty. I don't think he's in the top fifty. Oh boy. But I think he'll go in the Hall of Fame. Of course. And I don't have a problem with that. I just don't like him. I know you got to put your bias aside. I dog. did. I just did right there. No, you said it with, be, with with spite in your voice. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. I think he deserves to be in based on who's already been given admittance to the hall of fame so based on all the previous people you hate him so much i do he's yeah he's the worst paul pierce sucks do you have the same animosity for paul pierce as i do jared dudley since that's the only player i've really brought up that i i really dislike but isn't i mean jared dudley was a clipper though he was and that's why i hated him even more yeah i you know jared dudley's a laker so i definitely like (laughs) jared dudley more than i like Paul Pierce. Really fast. Back to what you were saying about how hard this is for teams to come back. And I guess it is like full speed ahead. And then you got to take a three month break, get your win back. If you were prepping for this in quarantine, you know, still working out, still getting your drills in. Like we're going to see who put in the work in the, dude, did you see what we posted today on the clips and drew page? Mo Bamba gained 28 pounds of muscle, 28 since it, he's been since quarantine has happened. Yeah, at twenty eight pounds on a seven footer doesn't always look like a lot because you look at him, you're like, oh, he looks pretty thin still. But that's huge for him. That's a lot, yeah. dude. And remember when I said he should be rookie of the year? I thought he was gonna be rookie of the year. I do. I think yeah, I think he's he might be rookie of the year in Spain next year. <laughs> hey, bro, if take he it easy. Bounced. You remember his combine though? His combine was wild. You were just freaking out because of his reach. <laughs> no, it wasn't his reach. It was his speed. Okay. Remember, he was the they had the fastest time from from end to end. Mo Bamba. I'm like, God damn, and his length was crazy. I told you. So excuse me, who else was in his draft? That was Lonzo's draft. Uh, it's hard to remember. It is hard to remember. I don't remember a couple years ago. Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) Anyways, you got anything else? Nah. Um, I don't have anything else either, but we're going to have some more shit for you. And pay attention to our page. We're putting a lot of work in on the Clips and Drew page. And a lot of you may have noticed that shit's getting way more professional. (laughs) Clips and I are, or Clips and Drew are, we are an enterprise right now. That's right. Yeah. So hit everybody up that you know, tell them to listen to the show. Keep screenshotting, keep just doing everything you can to keep this brand alive. Because once basketball season comes back, we are hitting you hard. Yeah, we're moving to Orlando. <laughs> we are going to Orlando. I'm actually, I was looking up to see if we can get press passes. I don't know how many people want to go there for two months. I got plenty of time. I'll do it. I'll go. I'll do it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Orlando, here we come. Hey, we're going to take him out with my boy Nas and Scarface Hip Hop. This is the jam right here. Turn it up, bang it, the follow through with clips in Drew, she let and we go. Taking pictures of my memories, she right there. Twisting on the blade in my heart deep. Always on my mind, so I can't sleep. She used to tell me she was all mine. Now the only way I see the broad is online. I'm doing drugs, trying to feel you. I'm killing me, trying to kill you. I build my whole life around you 
I thought I found it all when I found her Shopping sprees on whatever coast How'd you really feel? I may never know And as I ride through these streets with my hand on my heat Eyes ran from the sweet side Realize some things never change once in love and it's gone You don't look at it the same, man Fuck love, cause she don't live here I'm soaking blood, but I'm still here Hip hop, heartbreak, straight lace, deep bass 808s plus the mixtapes Got a nigga feeling like an open lecture Get away, now you're all in the lectures Being studied by the college's professors Now I regret the day I met ya I'll be the first one to say it She ain't the one you wanna play with I fuck hip hop and if, and, if, and if I cry two tears for her That would be the most that I can give to her I am Joseph, Daryl, Jason, Dr. Dre, O'Shea, and a host of those who passed away. Today, I'm Drake, I'm Wayne, 2 Chain. You say you want to rap to this bitch, you must commit. Then you're a slave to your grave. You won't get out, you cannot quit. She menstruates weekly. Her vibe covers keep you warm, but the source to her heart is love. Word up, right on, you know how girls are. She love when you licking on her world star. Kissing on her belly, trick on her at Onyx. Confused fans think that she illuminates demonic. But she's the object of my affections, God's essence, God. She bought me Bentleys, Brightlands, made some friends visit me for writing about my life. They thought I should have stayed quiet. She took me to places I would have never saw without her. And she took me from my girl powder. I'll doubt I'll ever be the same. Uh, hollow be thy name. Give me strength so I don't do the stain. Like Orenthal James, Brad warn me. While driving this all-born Ferrari. Never following her games. I fuck around and I'll be sorry. But I try to use the rider for dollars, not the fame. She slowed me down and had me guzzling on cups of lean. She's a middle-aged cougar, showing young as the dream. Notice she wasn't breathing for a second. Then I screamed, she's dead. And everybody took it out on nasty. I was just looking out for my music family. Wasn't trying to claim her to myself. She's yours. You can have her. She's a motherfucking whore. I fuck hip hop. And if I cried two tears for her, that would be the most that I would give to her. You say you want to rap to this bitch. You must commit. I fuck hip hop. And if I cried two 